This is JFM Podcast. Politics determines how much of our desired society we experience. I assure you that we shall do even better. I assure you I will secure the country. Immediately this government came, they took measures, things improved, but it didn't last long and it wasn't sustained. And what has happened thereafter is that things have deteriorated to a level that was inconceivable. From every corner of the world, we bring politics, operations right to your comfort zone, home and Broad will keep you abreast of everything that relates to decision making and more. The solution is basically that those who are presently in government must listen. They must listen to citizens. They must listen to experts. There is no point in this arrogance. Join the impeccable duo of Ponsak Fanab and Obayemi Akiyode on Nigeria at Sunset. Mondays through Fridays, 5 to 6 p.m. on J101.9 FM. Good evening to you. Welcome to the program Nigeria Sunset on J11.9 here in Jones. My name is Ponsak Fanab. Hoping uh, it has been a great uh, start, beginning of a great week, I would say. And of course, uh, you had a good day today. Today is the 8th day in the month of March 2021. I want to say a special happy birthday to a dear, I would say a friend, and of course, uh, someone that I have deep respect for, that is Honorable Pirfa Jingfa Tiem. Uh, member representing Langtang North Central and the House of Assembly uh, is very erudite. And, you know, one thing that I look forward to, especially in Plato State, is if technocrats can take the political space so that it will help them to make informed decisions, close the widening inequality in our society, bring water to hardworking moms who, you know, allow their kids to walk uh, several miles just to get water as if we're in the 20th century. So, happy birthday to you, sir, and I pray that uh, long life in good health and prosperity as well. Hi, happy International Women's Day, Okpaya Miya Day. Well, feels good. Uh, 
Honorable is a very friend of the house, and each time he comes to join us on the show, uh, you can be very much uh, rest assured that you have a conversation from a very deep point of view. I mean, pretty, uh, you know, open. A few times that I've engaged him, even off the radio, it looks like someone that understands what politics and governance is. It's very thin line, by the way. Well, good weekend. Uh, so much to do. Ended up almost doing nothing, by the way, but it's always interesting, especially when you look at the whole narrative in this country. The CBN Bonanza conversation dictated every space over the weekend for every $1,000 remit to get such so amount. And I think it's just the truth is this. Uh, it's it, not uh, it's not remittance. No, let me let me it's, let me. I, I hate the word because if it's my money and I'm sending it to your country. I'm not remitting. But you're sending it to a country where you have an account that is domiciled. And that's what I'm saying. It's not, I'm not remitting. Because <laughs> remitting is like, you know, like I have to. Like you have to. Aha. Uh-huh. No, it's a gift. So for CBN, they should correct their language. In December, they were saying that uh, uh, diaspora remittances. I said, no, that is nonsensical as far as I'm concerned. Because, yeah, but, and how much was it? You know, they were talking about billions of US dollars mm. being sent from hard-working Nigerians overseas that have to support their families. If you're working, why can't you support yourself? It shows that, I mean, why can't a government make a policy because majority of the people are poor? And they can't because that is what it is. Well, you know, the people will be saying, "Please send me money. I need you, you know uh, money." So I think for me, it's a shame to us. I'm, know, I'm, I'm trying to understand. Um, I'm actually trying to understand your your point, uh, like your line of you know thought on this. Because the truth is this: you would always have people somewhere around the world. People make transactions. It's not families that they send monies down to. We're talking about uh, you know increasing our foreign exchange. People make deals. People buy stuff, and it's pretty much easy to buy with your credit cards you know your your you know mobile payment apps these days and so i think for me it's just it's just the federal government trying to do the best they can to make sure that you know people try to put something into the economy not necessarily fly money are people it's investment yeah it's not remittance no. that's me i'm questioning the language okay maybe. Say remit is like i give you 20 and besides, buy me pure even water. all the monies that come through it's not like they send it to relative people are some people are working outside of this country and they of have course. accounts in this country of course yeah. so it's i it's think investment it's huge one yeah. I, I just hope well it's for a short period by the way i just hope that the federal government would get what they want to get from this particular one i took my time over the weekend you know had a conversation on different platform with a lot of people and it looks like you know it's something that you know people How people many? are really kind of embraced to it especially people that falls within that space it's not everybody that have, that does international trade it's not everyone that but, has yeah, you know the, the, but the question is have you ever heard of any country saying that uh because this one is investment diaspora the so-called diaspora remittances because uh in december of 2020 is karaoke i think it moved three points it moved three upward, points yeah four points they're about upward so it's it's an investment not remittance because remittance is like you know okay I let's give let's, you money. let's let's keep the nomenclature aside okay. let's look at the it's positivity investment. in that particular line which i think it's a cool one by the way yeah you know the government is saying that we're trying to get those baby steps out of the recession and all of that so it's just ways of trying to stimulate you know the economy so let's keep the nomenclature on part i mean we've project with beautiful names that turns out to you know to be schemes yellow project cosmetic project and they don't get to last so yeah well <laughs> there you have it well yeah Bello is saying that he promised more involvement in i don't know uh our politicians have a way of insulting our you know our, our intelligence 
every year we're going to increase the participation. Plato <laughs> State House of Assembly, sing one, one woman, woman, just one woman I elected in the mm. uh, House of Assembly, in the mm. Ninth Assembly, just one. And she's not even a principal officer. Mm. <laughs> just one. And year in, year out, you hear politicians saying that, ah, oh, we're going to increase, you know, our women participation. Ah, oh, we're going to do this oh, just for uh, applause. And, of course, things like that, just to get uh, people uh, talking, you know, at the end of the day, which for me is, is, is very uh, insulting. Uh, if And that's why I have to give it to the PDP administration. They opened the Pandora's box, for example. Mm. Ngozi Okonjo-Wala, Minister of Finance, and, you know, after I was a woman, and even president. So it became like a tradition. And look at her policies. You know, IPPIS is our policy. You know, the due process, for example, is one of our policy brainchild. She worked hard to create the middle class in this society when, uh, you know, Bassinger appointed her minister for uh, finance, you know, when she came on board, for example. So, uh, I mean, women have done incredibly well. When Madame uh, Zekwe City was minister of education, she lobbied that uh, because it was 0.9% allocation to education at the time, but she increased it, you know, during the Obasanjo days and, you know, it, it, it went high. So, for people to say, politicians especially, to come and say, we're going to include, how are you going to do and that? That's exactly my point. Is, is it like we've, we've, you know, turned Nigeria's electoral system to officially a selective point? Or how do we do? Well, uh, by, by the way, the last, you know, local government election they had in Kogi states, I think maybe almost all the local government had if you know female running me to their chairman uh, because you know one of my friends mom actually you know won that particular election but in all i think today is a perfect time to talk about the role that women plays you've they've said it over and over again empower women that means you start building your society not giving them grinding machine not giving them blender not oh, giving them twenty thousand naira to start a business that you know within two days it will fold up you know it's 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 a it's, it's a long process and that's why i'm really looking forward to the conversation on the show today by the way well we have our guests already seated. We have this insert from former Deputy Governor of Kaduna State, uh, Balabantex, about insecurity in the country and even in Kaduna. Just, I think over the weekend, it was reported that bandits were neutralized, you know, in some part of the state. So take a listen. When we come back, our guest is here. And of course, we're talking about... Uh I wanted to say women, but we're talking about, you know, how society can really dignify mm. and respect women in such a way that it's not insulting to them or society, but dignifying to both parties. Stay here. One of the reasons uh, that stares me in the face each time I look at the issues is the fact that um, we are not working very closely with the science, with research, and um, so we hardly uh, caption, capture quite correctly the causes and the driving factors of insecurity. What we do usually um, rather lazily is to fall within the realm of uh, ethnicity, religion, regionalism and politics and uh, leave what probably uh, the path through which we'll get solution to the issues. Uh, for example, uh, the nomadic problem uh, by those who have done adequate research is something that has that countries of this world have gone through, even including Europe, for over 500 years. 
And the findings are there for any serious-minded person to read through and see how solutions were uh, arrived at in, by these nations and why today they are peaceful. Uh, but we don't go that way. We usually find it easier for political reasons, you know, to to go along what is popular rather than what is based on uh, adequate research. Coming from the president himself, I will expect that uh, he has had adequate discussions behind the scene. That was the summary of what we saw on television. But I believe that he has had a detailed discussion behind the scene with the military chiefs uh, who must have told him what their challenges are, uh, if that task is going to be accomplished, and uh, with the president having also made a promise or assured them that uh, uh, he will deal with the issues they require to, uh, to, to make the fulfillment of that task uh, possible. So it's difficult for me to go into that. But like you said in your introduction, the continuous killing that is going on, uh, ordinarily to a, a man on the street like myself, I would think is a real uphill task. Because for quite some time, we appear to be moving behind instead of moving ahead of the, of the terrorists, of these gangsters who, who have destroyed our economy. Uh, you know, led probably by a cartel uh, that the federal government apparently has not broken or has not identified properly. Because when you see kidnappers and you see the way they look, and you, you, you consider the billions that they've taken, uh, that they've been used to, to ship to where God, where God knows, you will know that there is a cartel behind the whole thing. And uh, it's now the biggest industry, even more than the banks. Uh, they've destroyed the economy. At the beginning of this government, uh, there was so much emphasis on agriculture as a way out for the poor Nigerians to become rich, uh, and indeed, it started happening. In Kaduna State, for example, we saw how uh, the poor people uh, take, for example, the Muslims uh, in the northern part of the state paid for Hajj within, within a week and, uh, and paid in, you know, completely, without, not in part, because uh, with the... With the uh, um, with the interventions of the central bank, supported strongly by the government, farmers were doing well. But what do we have today? The farmers cannot assess their farm lands. Uh, as if that is not bad enough, their economy is being destroyed. Whatever they have earned before the ins this insurgency has, is also being mopped up uh, through ransom. Yeah, so that was Akitad Balabantex, former Deputy Governor of Kaduna State. In case you're just tuning in, uh, my name is Ponsak Fanap. Of course, Opaya Mia Kinyode is here. And we have our guest, uh, Professor Patricia Lahr. Good evening, Prof. Well, uh, one thing with Prof is that she has known me since I was a baby, I would say. So uh, it's an honor for me to interview her. Good evening, Prof, and thanks for coming. Good evening, Ponsak. I'm happy to be with you on this program. <laughs> happy International Women's Day. Thank you very much. It's okay. great to have women and the whole world focus on women, yeah. celebrating them and all that has happened to women over the years globally. All right, our dear listener, we're talking about the importance of women leaders as the panacea for equal participation and decision-making in peace-building and governance. 
I would like you to start, Prof, with a story you always, uh, sh- most, most of the times, you know, you always say that when you were in South Africa and then uh, could you please, you know, r- r- share that story so that uh, many women, uh, young women, for example, will, listen, will, will hear it from you? Oh, well, Bonsak, um I was not in South Africa. Okay. I was in... Uh, well, as a child, I was here. I grew up uh, part of it, my life in Rio, and then later in Jos. And, uh, you know, my father was a teacher. As, uh, he was the first principal of government secondary school, Rio. Uh, so he, we transferred from places to places. But my father always said, this one will go to school for me. And that inspiration keeps me going. Now, the time I remembered when I remembered my father was when I was in America, the okay, United America, States. Okay. I was on a postdoctoral research program. And I missed my father because I would have been telling him about America. He knew I, <laughs> he knew I would go to America. He knew I would be a, a doctor one day. He oh. said I would, be, I would go to school for him. And that keeps me going. That inspires me. And it inspired me throughout my career. The thought of my father uh, cheering me. Up, oh, yeah. And he looked up to me going to school as a young girl. And that I attended. Mm. I would have loved him to be around to mm. hear me when I said, Baba, I'm in America. He would say, huh? How are they doing? <laughs> and I would have told him about how the Americans do. Because okay. I went to an institute of human virology where uh, there was state-of-the-art facility and mm. research uh, on HIV. Uh, advanced research in molecular techniques that I never had in Nigeria. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, well, uh, let's talk <laughs> about... Uh, you know society's view of i want to say young women i will you say that is because i mean human civilization thrives on rumors and gossip Mm. uh, and that is what forms you know what we call tradition for example Mm. will you say that you know it's a is bad you know for society to restrict what a woman can attain in her life uh, and just you know cater to think that look you have to think about marriage for example and let somebody own you quote and unquote and you just you know uh, give birth to kids and raise kids and then you die you don't have any impact you know on society i give a typical example mm. if a lady you know is working she earns you know a good money to take care of herself and even support her parents the parents will say no you don't need to buy a car you don't need to build a house uh, because he's going to scare men away uh, talk to us about you know idea of that and how you were able to break you know uh, that stereotype you know mm. to become a professor now in, in in one of the prestigious universities in in, in the country or even in Africa I would say thank you Prosak I'm so excited look at me <laughs> looking at me <laughs> honestly there's no the society is doing harm to itself barring girls growing up you know honestly when god made a man and a woman he endowed us with so much so that we will tend the world he created he made male female uh he gave some biological roles like that of uh being uh childbearing and so on and so forth mm. but he gave us intellect uh the same resource the same capacities and competences in us but as man grew up prejudices were built up but you see 
over years, women were relegated to the background. But of recent, I would say in the past uh, 50 years, 5, 10 years, there have been hard work and struggles. I would say even my mother went to school. She became a graduate mm. because my father became enlightened. He saw the value of women uh, being educated. And there were six of us girls, in fact, seven girls, and my father encouraged all of us to go to school. My immediate younger sister is a controller of customs in the Nigerian customs. She, she came out with a 2-1 uh, in the Yamadubello University in uh, sociology. Okay, so I worked hard. There is no barrier. My dad would only warn me if he sees me tending towards some dangerous relationships mm -hmm. with men that could affect my life. My father would, would signal that as a take care of yourself. But he supported us. Not that, us. you know, saying that you need to get married. No, 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 no. He was, he, you know, encouraging towards career. He encouraged and would drive us. He was a principal and would drive us to school in abuse area with my sisters. We, he, he made sure we had enough to keep us going. We didn't have all we wanted, all the dresses we saw, but we had enough to be in school. That alone inspired us. In NYC, I would, my, my income, I would want to buy a shoe for my father, a wrapper for my mother, because I felt they sacrificed for us. So the inspiration was their support and encouragement. Every parent that supports their daughter and their aspirations, they will reap the benefit later. So, talk to us about, you know, I said career. We have a society that has grown into accepting this idea that they are career women, mm. but nothing has been said of career men. Will that be insulting if I describe you as a career woman professor, for example? Or how will it make you feel? And I don't describe, you know, the male agenda, your male colleague, you know, ah, here goes a career man, for example, but here goes a career woman in, in such a derogatory yeah. uh, uh, way and, and manner. It's actually a stigma. That use of that word is actually stigmatizing, even though both male and female are career. We pursue career mm. with our energies. And to, the purpose is to earn a good living and to advance humanity, the course of humanity. In your course, in pursuing your career, in your studies, you're, you're digging up what would improve for me in microbiology the health and well-being of the population to understand the depth of the behavior of microorganisms in human bodies in the in agriculture and in all over the environment what makes uh, papers to be degraded what makes leaves to 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 wilt and uh, and and become manure that's that's what i pursue to understand and get society to understand okay so both males and females undertake this activity. So why is a woman being made to be? Mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm, I also have a family to take care of. Mm -hmm. Of course, some women fail. They have problems with marriages. These are individual circumstances. But women are perfect as mothers, as wives, as, as careers, as researchers. And I can tell you in the course of pursuit of my career, nothing stopped me. Apart from the fact that they'll think this one has too much karatu in her head. <laughs> nothing, nothing stops me. I worked hard at my pace. Okay. There were younger men who did even better than me. But I was contented working hard at my pace. 
and so earning was, my promotion. Mm, it was hard work. It think. was hard no, work. No. And no one stopped me. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, <laughs> Mom, uh, l- let's talk about uh, you know opportunities available to women as members of the society. I just mm-hmm. want to put this straightforward question to you. Mm-hmm. How do you think you know the world would be like if women had equal opportunities that men have? Oh yeah, society would be better off. Decisions will be better taken that will affect the cross-section of people in society. That is why uh, over years there were no equal opportunities. There was what you call discrimination. You wouldn't let a woman drive in some countries. Mm. You know, there were laws like that, like in Saudi Arabia. It's just recent that women were allowed to drive, to drive, to, to drive taxis. Okay, but but remember we have the story of Ransom Kuti, the mother of Ransom Kuti, who was the first woman to drive a car. There are there were riots against the status quo, the normal norms that said women cannot do this. And over the years, society has realized with research that you didn't have to stop women being what they want, they aspire to be. Mm-hmm. We now have women astronauts women commanders of army you have women pilots everywhere Everywhere. in every sector this was a product of the struggle and research which realized that actually there was it was not right to discriminate against and limit set barriers okay set barriers we need that is why you have laws being passed and conventions that were entered into, you know, the, 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 the United Nations adopted conventions to which even Nigerian government signed up mm. to allow equal opportunities for both gender, males and females. Okay, now let's, let's talk about laws mm. Mom, to bind on government. Let's talk about the challenges of those equal opportunities. Right. Well, uh, maybe we should bring it home a bit. Uh, mm. We live in a society where ideally people try to define roles for women yeah. i mean people try to say that oh maybe you're, you're a lady and you want to go into football or you want to go into sectors that are expected to be for men people mm. see you as oh you're not serious and all of that mm. what's as a young child listening to you now which i know a lot of people are listening mm. as a young lady listening to you right now what would you say to her when she's not enjoying the luxury you enjoyed by having a father that believes in you mm. there are some men that would never send their children to school their female mm. child their girl child to school mm. there are some men that would never allow their girl child to take responsibility even within the family you had that opportunity of a father that understood what education is for a child out there that does not have that opportunity speak to her right now yeah uh it's it's really unfortunate i was privileged to have a father who who believed in the development and growth and supported women's training and education he allowed us to aspire to whatever we wanted but honestly whether you have a father or not or nobody to encourage you you are on your own. You can aspire to be what you want to be. God, who made you a young woman in a society, whichever country, whichever community you are located, you have the capacity. It's your commitment. You, the, the, the resources is within you. The, start with whatever you are doing. 
do it well. Don't you watch on on, on social media some women who play ball, who control balls, mm, yeah, football, well, likes, yeah. beyond what men can do. Exactly. That is talent. That is the potentials that are residing within. Now, what 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 I would say was that my parents saw the potential in me and it is God built, it's inbuilt in you whether you are poor or rich unleash yourself in your little corner okay Okay. Yeah. Well, prof, unleash yourself yeah. mm. in whatever mm. environment you find, put your best into it, mm. okay. it's not going to be easy, but you know it won't be too long when you'll be discovered mm. usually someone finds that there's a capacity and you know for me as a Christian the Bible says the gift of a man makes a way for them the gift of a man makes a way for them absolutely let's talk about you know the role of women in peace building you know because most of the times you know women are just brought you know on round tables to mm. say women have a role to play mm. would you suggest a different approach to it because women are most hit and, mm. and young they are the most vulnerable gender for example a mm. typical example is that more young girls were kidnapped in nigeria over the last 10 years than even boys mm. for sad. example yeah what would you sad. say to change the narrative to make women take decisive decisions and of course uh, our roles to make sure that society is peaceful. I spoke to a group of uh, women this uh, morning about uh, women leadership. The, the, the issue is the fact recognizing the capabilities of women that over time we've had examples of Okonjo Oela, mm. we have the ministers of finance, even our current minister of finance, we have our first lady, uh, Plateau State First Lady, who, mm. who, who, who has shown quietly strength as a leader, a mother in the state. Mm. And you have examples like that quiet but strong mm. personalities. Mm. These are women. They have influence in their spheres and they have not failed. I want to say that women with the endowment in them tend to do even better than men. When you see the lots of peace uh, reconciliation efforts that are being made within our society that have failed, they have not, well, some of the, 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 the when it goes to signing of uh, peace treaties oh, yeah. and so on, men, women are not always mm. included. But, you know, women play very important roles. Women are not selfish. They are more resilient especially during conflict, post-conflict times when mm. the need for rebuilding, for reconciliation mm. are being initiated. It's women that hold the society. They work hard. They, they, you know, they, they are more truthful. You know, women don't even take sides about interest. They pursue the fact about the peace. They are more focused there. And research shows somewhere in uh, Colombia and some other countries where conflicts, communal conflicts have been quite uh, rampant, that when women are brought in on the table uh, together with the men, decisions taken, the peace lasts longer. So if you want long-term peace, bring the women, bring on, board. The women on board. Now let's talk. Make room for mm. women as much as men. Mm. Don't, don't, don't bar the women and think that they lack the strength. Mm. Women are actually strong. They just need to be allowed 
they given the opportunity okay now uh, let's talk about how the society uh, you know is evolving people, a lot of people have said you know there's this uh, if there's any word like this maybe gender jealousy in this situation right now mm-hmm. i don't know if, if if any research has been carried out on it right now but you know we've seen situations where women you know stand out for elective offices and their mm-hmm. fellow women cannot even support them yeah. their fellow women are not even voting for them their yeah. fellow women are not even you know showing interest in helping them get better now how do you think the society should reshape this ideology of a woman cannot lead without being distracted take it or leave it i mean i can give you hundreds of people around the world uh, you know that on their own space they've carved that niche they've been successful just like you said in sports and it interests us to know that the super falcons of this country the female national team have won more laurels than the men have even almost everywhere around the world, if you look at it side by side, how do you think the society should change as we're evolving, as we're getting connection with, you know, around the world? How do you think we should change that ideology of, you know, women not supporting their fellow women? Honestly, it's not fair on women to say they don't support their own. The pro- they are product of the, the, the societal, the political structures in the land. Of course, not many women are economically empowered because the political structure respects money. Mm. When you have money, you're able to. The Bible says it. I'm a child of a Christian, so mm. I can say the Bible says money answers all things. So that is one aspect and the area where women don't seem to do well, particularly those that aspire for political positions. They're not able to call the shots. They lack the empower, the, the capacity, the economic power to be able to penetrate. If you find a woman who succeeds, she's propped up by men. Mm-hmm. Now, there are laws, like I said, the equal opportunities bills, the, 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 the party structures should commit to it. In some countries in Europe, percentages are kept for women. And whether they, 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 they are willing or not, they will have it's to step in. It's been institutionalized. Yes, so it's, it's a been, process. So you institutionalize the process mm. using laws and policies. Uh, you, you need committed commitment, political will from the top to commit to this you know, not the the interests that I see going on. Mm. The interests are more personal and subjective. But if you allow policies, laws, uh, you see, you talk about affirmative actions. Have you measured our governments all over this country? Mm. They are trying, okay. Like I said today, uh, Governor Lalonge, four uh, women the in his cabinet. It could have been eight. Okay. Now, you know, it could have been eight or even more. Mm. Like the governor of Kwara State, he gave almost uh, how many? About ten or yeah, more. Yeah, about, with yeah, a twenty-four-year-old lady. We celebrated. Mm. Women in Nigeria celebrated him. It's a commitment. So you talk about affirmative action is creating space to allow. It's, it's allowing the structural readjustments if, if you call it structural readjustments <laughs> like in terms of that. laws mm-hmm. not not the economic structure yeah, understand yeah. the political readjustment so you, you want it legislated it, not it has you know, to be just legislated a and 
Plateau State has passed the Equal and uh, Opportunities Bill. Mm. The only sad thing is that it's not being implemented. At least, even if it's being implemented, it is silent. We want to, you need a commission. You need a commission that works with the uh, Ministry of Women Affairs to drive that. It's, it's, it's not confrontational. It is making government strong. Okay. Let's talk about uh, women, you know, running for offices, especially young women, mm. uh, that the parties will say that, no, we've waived, you know, uh, the nomination form Payment for, for you. Form. Take uh, it just for come free. and, you know, contest. Mm. And, of course, you know, no free lunch, you know. And yeah. If anybody's <laughs> giving you free, if you're eating any free thing, somebody has paid for mm. uh, that. So what will you say to politi- women, young women, mm. especially that uh, the APC right now, I-, I think that they are on revalidation. Uh, and we're not saying that people should join the party, but we're saying mm. uh, the question is rather that people, how can young women, you know, involve themselves even as delegates? Mm. Imagine a society like Plato State, 70% mm. of delegates are women below 35. Mm. How different will that be? And what will you say, you know, to encourage them to take the mantle of, uh, uh, take the bull by the horn yeah. and start thinking of, running for political officers, even even involving themselves in party politics. Mm. I would say women should a must go and register. They should be part of the processes. You know, you're only trusted if you're known. You, you understand? Sure, yeah. If you're part of it, you're running in the... Yeah. Could the, you the, say the, that the, again, Prof? So I said that you, you're, you're part, you have to be part you're of the You're only trusted before... You are only are trusted if you are known. Okay, that is you powerful. Know. That is yes, a nugget. you have to be part of the structure. You, 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 like, if, if... I worked all my life in the University of Joss. I spent close to 30, 31 years now mm-hmm. in the University of Joss. I started very early. Mm-hmm. And I've been part of that system. So should will it be wrong if I dare to look for a position there Mm-mm. in the university? Absolutely not. If, I mean, I'm ripe for it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Now, if you want, <laughs> if you want a political position, you have to be part of the making, mm. the engineering. Mm. So don't come from the top and don't expect to be patronized unless <laughs> you are privileged. A few people, a few women are privileged, mm. but for young girls, don't be afraid. Register. Go and get your own mm. uh, registration uh, membership. B- registration. Before we, you know, get our social media platform, uh, Prof, quickly now. Um, in the last few years, there seems to be a strong wave of, uh, you know, these movements. Maybe at some point, I was reading a piece by I can't remember who wrote that, and they said the the whole narrative about gender balance, uh, the way it evolves with society. But in the last few years, there seems to be a lot of, you know questioning and challenging the status quo especially mm. by women mm. all around the world we talk about you know the first uh, you know black the first woman to head the mm. the WTO now the DG Ngozi Okunje we look at the uh, you know first uh, you know the Jack assistant Jack. secretary general of the United Nations I mean, I mean you look at that line like that mm. this seems to be a winning momentum for the women how can this be sustained it will be sustained with more women getting up and i'm telling you the women are coming Mm. there's so many women who are now being empowered academically educationally and even in the economic sector 
a lot of efforts, empowerment efforts are going on to raise the bar, to increase. You know, the more up there, the more women who qualify, the more the carry others along. The more mm. the capacity to carry to carry others along. The other thing is the absence of mentoring. There is need for mentoring for those who are up there to carry the younger ones along, to encourage them to give a listening ear to their issues. Sometimes you may not have, like salaried work earners, you may not have money to to fund the young ones, okay? But you can be an encouragement. Mm. You can speak for them. You can find support for them. You share values and walk towards it. I have a young woman who came to me and wants to be a counselor. She wants to be a mayor in the House of Assembly. That was during the last election. Mm. And I did tell her, she, I'm sure she's young. She, she's a very young, dynamic woman. She, she, she's, she might be listening to this program. But I told her, you can't make it. They won't allow you. Mm. But I advise you, go for the, 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 the counselorship. And I advise many people, start from that level. The Our Honorable Minister of Women Affairs, she started from that very level. And today, there's no stopping her. She started from the classroom. From the class, She was from the classroom, classroom a teacher. Yeah, course, she yeah. rose. She became a counselor. She became a local government uh, chairperson or something. She mm. was a counselor, mm. you know. Mm. I think she was a local government chairman also. From there, she rose up to become commissioner, two-time commissioner. And... To that time woman minister. went up. Just you know, the, she, the, she, the barriers she, just she, keep she, breaking. Yeah, yeah. She, she, she just kept breaking it. Well, in case you're just tuning, we've been having a conversation with Professor pa- uh, Patricia Lar, Professor of uh, Microbiology at the University of Johnson. We're talking about the importance of women leaders as the panacea for equal participation and decision making in peace building and governance. And well, the conversation has really been uh, interesting. We started with you know her personal experience you know as a person uh, growing up and of course where she is now and uh, it has been really encouraging you know what she's been uh, doing especially encouraging young women and ladies to participate in the process you can join the conversation we'd love to hear from you and I'm very sure Prof is willing to take any question that you may be having related to what we've been uh, talking about 090-98-848848 or you call 90 Zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine, or you call zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight. Before you call, you have to turn the vol turn turn down the volume of your radio, or you turn it off completely. Let's take the first call. Hello, good evening. Thanks for calling. Hello, good evening. I'm so glad that uh, is the first <laughs> first caller is a lady. Thank you for calling. <laughs> My name is Godfrey. I'm calling from Bukuru. Well, listening to you. Let's Please answer us a question. Yeah, go ahead, please. Go ahead. Please, where is the first lady, Aisha Bwari? That is a great question. Today she put out a statement uh, congratulating and felicitating with women in the country. I, I don't know. I wish I, I have an answer to your question, but I do not know where she is. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a good evening. Yeah. Yeah. Hello and good evening. Good evening, sir. Talk to us. We're glad you called. Thank you. By your vote, we shall know them. Sir. Good evening, bro. Good evening. Thank you very much. If comrade that don't answer the Solomon, I'm calling from Philadelphia Quarters, University of Jobs. We're listening to you. Please go ahead, uh, sir. I'm very happy with this program. Today is International Women Day. Uh, with that women, that can be men, and uh, you see, women must be respected. 
I want to talk from uh, the Burkina, uh, from the Burkina Faso, uh, former President uh, Thomas Ankara. Uh, let Thomas Ankara, uh, you, you know, during uh, uh, a celebration or remembrance day like this, declare uh, a, 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 a public holiday for the women. At least we stay at home and celebrate with their kids. We all men should go to the market and experience the, the, the price of commodities in the market. I don't know whether this country, Nigeria, can be able to uh, impart such a spirit. Meanwhile, it was enough for the women to have at least protested when Mr. President says that uh, the, the power of the, of, of, of the first lady uh, is just resisting the kitchen and bedroom. You know, we, the women were quiet. And again, the women at least to have at least uh, be able to protest when uh, was abducted up to now in the captivity of the terrorists of this country. So I want to believe that women should have the right to protest and whatever happens, they have the right to protest to the hero of the whole world. And they should be given at least 20 or 30 percent to represent. I thought we should have an equal representation. God bless the women and God bless the federal people of Nigeria. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, comrade. Uh, you can, we're on Facebook as well. Okay, we'll uh, perhaps take some comment on our Facebook platform and then I take, okay, let me take tweets. And then Okwe will take some uh, Facebook comments. This coming from Nurse Nyangogom John is saying, uh, the way it was before is no more these days. Women are gradually mm. getting there in terms of education and decision making, mm. but some religious practices and cultural uh, belief need to be eradicated completely because some of them limit the potential of women. Happy mm. Women's Day. Versal of Hope is saying, hearty chest, all women of the world. Be the best you can be all, okay, be the best you can be, okay. Thomas mm. Tokman is saying, our women have been remarkable in every position given to them. It's imperative they should be given mega enterprises not just micro enterprises they deserve better. They should be treated equal please. Ayodele Agbabiaka is saying women should be respected to the level of voting them into the highest office which is the president. Let's make it happen for our women. Uh, this is okay. Uh, this much. On Facebook uh, facebook.com first like GFM Joss and of course on Twitter at GFM Joss. Gimba Bulu says Happy International Women's Day to the amazing gorgeous women especially my mom i love jfm thank you andrew amos says i pray that our society will give more attention to the girl child uh, which is the basic foundation for women to participate in societal development and leadership for the great women working tirelessly to see that our society thrives kudos to them thank you andrew amos swagzi moses daniel says happy women's day how i wish is a woman that is governing this country. Women have listening ears more than men. Yes. Interesting. Lohan Rinchang says, Happy International Women's Day to all women, most especially my mother. God bless all women. Good evening. Kwanga Ayuba Mosi said, Happy International Women's Day to all women out there. Their rights are to be respected and protected in our society. Okay. Uh, thank you. Saeed Aremu Shamsidin says, If women can get themselves involved in what is going on in the society, and even in government, I think that would change the narrative and even make them more valuable in our society. Happy Women's Day. Remain blessed. Thank you. Stephen Ashams, until we start seeing everyone as human. Mm. Regardless of gender, the better our society will be. Women are very important to the well-being of any family and any society. Happy International Women's Day. Well, let's go back to the phone lines. Uh, Oprah, would you like to respond to some of the comments? No, I like the, the statement about the religious barriers. And those are the religious, cultural uh, prejudices that uh, are standing as hindrances to so, women Pro being part of 
yeah. the growth and development of our society. How does it make you feel proud that religion that is supposed to provide the right ideas to mm. govern, you know, life, one's life, and of course make society happyable, mm. uh, you know, habitable, you know, habitable, mm. uh, is rather used, especially the religious text is used, you know, to subjugate other gender. Mm. If you go to weddings, you know, because of my faith, mm. I'll hear pastors saying, Wives submit to your husbands, mm. but the place it says husbands love your wife. That place almost gets kept just every time. like the Christ love. loved the church. But pastors don't preach that one, and for me, I think it's the most difficult because even you know our pets they submit to us at home. You know, religious texts are subject to uh, interpretation, but the truths are, are spiritually discerned, and the truth about. Maybe we shouldn't go to theology. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I will appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but it does not bar women. And I can tell you, um, a lot is going on. Even in my church, women are being allowed now to preach. Women are being allowed to lead services. Women are now serving as counselors and we're hoping that soon they will they'll come to reality to women uh, ordain women mm -hmm. as as reverence and all of that is it's is coming the society is dynamic so it's also religion okay i mean good to hear that hello and good evening thanks for calling hello good evening mr thanks for calling talk to us please Yes, good evening, ma. Happy Women's Day. Happy International Women's Day to you, ma. Thank you. Thank you very much. Every woman listening, I wish, I want to use this video to wish a happy International Women's Day. Thank so you. So I'm commemorating you people for making it, and I hope we keep celebrating. Thank you very much. I want much. the government to please look into it and consider women into power, just like we was saying something about the female super falcons of our national team and the super eagles. If you just go to go and play competition, they will not give them what is due for them, they will not give them half of what the Super Eagles will go and play for a friendly match. Mm. It is so unfair. It won't even take them in. You see them standing in the airport, but they pay so much emphasis on the Super Eagles side, but they bring more loyalty to this nation than the men. They have like nine African nations. Thirteen, actually. But look at what the Chinese was, look at what the government are treating them, they are not paying them as, as expected. Mm. So I'm calling on the government to make this food and give, to, and give those women what is right with their because they, they are being oppressed so many rights of their Thank you very that's much. Thank you for that encouragement. I mean, those statements mm. from young men tells you there is hope Absolutely. for the future. Absolutely. Let's community. take more phone calls. Hello and good evening. Thanks for calling. Hello. Hello. For calling from Rantan. We're listening to you, sir. This opportunity to celebrate the women because the women are an epidemic of change. Because if you say about because anywhere you meet a woman, even though you are in a problem, she feels that child, even though it is not her biological child, she sympathizes with the child and do. What is necessary? I told you, if you check on most things that have been going on in this country, when we go and visit of offices in seek of jobs and people living with disability, when we meet men, they do not even give us attention like the women, so that they will drive you out of the office. But when you meet a woman, she will welcome you with all her heart. And my question to the professor is that, how can we do 
to change the narrative of this issue of gender equality and mm. to people, how can she encourage women living with disability to come out and face the world? Mm. Mm. I was actually coming yeah. to that, but thank you very much, Nymphus. That's a good one. That's a yeah. very good question. Women are living with disabilities, I mean, was young, especially young women, for example. Hannah Baturi, she's physically challenged but she's a registered accountant she's a professional accountant doing so many things to survive in spite of her challenges i'm happy that government has established the the uh, phys- fiscally uh, disability disability commission. rights commission yeah. and we have it at the national and there's mm. a, uh, state, someone yeah. from plateau state who is uh, the yeah. national uh, director di- director general so there is no barrier even physical encumbrances should not stop uh, such persons from participating. I know that there are challenges, like there are, there are people, wicked people, I call them wicked people, who take advantages of their, 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 Condition. their, their conditions. Mm. But honestly, laws should be made that will protect them and strengthen them. Laws, policies in the systems will give assurance to people and it covers them and enables them to, to, to be what they should be. It allows them to thrive in society and it promotes peace as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me quickly squeeze in uh, one or two messages on Facebook. Uh, Happy International Women's Day to all the female gender. Anytime I see men maltreating women, I remember how the past women were regarded as half human beings in the society. Well, uh, Kennedy Amagong said, The world is celebrating Women's Day, but here in Nigeria, we hardly see our first lady. Hope she's celebrating the day with her fellow women. Okay. Uh, Daniel D. Dong says, My only contribution on today's Women's Day is for them to try and support themselves in the area of politics. Long live our good women. All right. Yeah. Well, Prof, uh, we're pressed for time, but yeah. what will be your final charge to uh, young women, especially as relates their involvement in politics and governance, and of mm-hmm. course the peace building? Plato State is a post-conflict uh, conflict society. Go for it. Find mentors. Find female mentors, especially, and go out after them. You know, I learned that you you find people. I have people even online who are my mentors who I've never met. Mm-hmm. I read I read their their writings. You know, you you embrace someone to give you a guide, someone who has been there ahead of you. You know, there are you not everybody will find Paul Italian a mentor. She's she's a role model. Mm-hmm. She won't have the time. Not everybody will find Mrs. Lalong as a mentor mm-hmm. because she is too busy. There's a lot of security that will not allow her to be to to to, to relate easily. Mm-hmm. But you can embrace her activities. You know, you trail their sayings, and that's what I mean by embrace mentors. But we need to also, even within parties, encourage mentoring. Allow younger people to find encouragement and support. Of course, even in the academia, we find men who are our mentors. I have people who I run to for counsel What when I need and I'm confused. And over the years, I've had people that I looked up to. And as a younger person, you must be loyal. You need to show loyalty. It's an attribute that will endear you. But 
be yourself work hard thank you very much don't professor. expect chicken change hmm. don't no expect lunch. tokenism hmm. work hard don't settle for less don't settle for less yes yeah. Well, 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 your final word. Well, uh, it's a big day today. I think uh, maybe the old program just popped everything up for me. As a kid that grew up, they call my house Girls Who Stay. By the way, I have five beautiful sisters, That's and beautiful. it gives me joy when I the way I've watched them grow. The ones that are my younger ones, the ones that are my eldest one, and you know, I think it's the society deserves more. The society mm. deserves more space for women to come in and operate. And I hope that you know policies would you know henceforth be mm. women friendly well mm. not just about gender friendly are specifically mm. women oh, friendly yeah. and i think that there has to, we've talked about at the start of the year we talked about strong will we've talked about you know truthfulness mm. real actions and i think this Resilience. is where the government needs to step mm. in at this point mm. Mm. thank you very much prof uh, professor patricia lar for coming uh thank, thank you. you very much you. Uh, professor of microbiology thank you i, I thank hope you this an icebreaker yeah to see you grow <laughs> 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 well, I hope yeah, you're well, going to be available for us anytime you. we need attention, thank man. You. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah well, I wish I wish it yeah. was my younger brother because there's a name that she calls him. And <laughs> for for she looked too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do have a good evening, <laughs> bye now. Oh, yeah, ten down. Thank you for listening to JFM podcast.